All right, everybody. We are back with another episode of Safety Stock. I'm Will Davis. Looking at me is Dan Magida. Dan, happy election day. Happy, happy election Tuesday. day. Yeah. Go out there and vote if you haven't done so already. It's your constitutional right. That's right. On top of that, Dan, what reminds me of voting also is when we are working at our companies, whether it be current day company or companies previous, and people think, man, why did they make those decisions? Why did they go and decide to spend X amount of money on X project? It makes no sense. So we want to talk a little bit about decision making when you see in corporate environments and how does that affect not only your supply chain, but overall your company as a whole. Dan, I think we've been at places where we've seen really two types of decision making. One is the kind of top down streamlined decision making where you, it comes from the top, that's how it is, and you adjust from it. Or you see the collaborative route and you get feedback and then ultimately a decision is made from there. Do you like one more than other, one more than the other, or have you seen any interesting situations where, you know, you've seen one work or not work because if it went the other way, it wouldn't have? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the collaboration one can feed into the top-down one once you know what the, I guess, objective is. And then that top-down approach, I believe we referring to is, all right, CEO is listening to, is it even the shareholders of the company or the major investors, if it's not public at the time, on like, here's the path we're going, here's our vision. Let's bring that down to the inner team and now let's go execute on that plan. But then in that execution phase, there may be some cross collaboration that does take place across multiple departments, but then each department is solely responsible for their objectives, but gathering the inputs of that, I guess you can call it those democratic principles of collaboration. Yeah, I think, you know, I've been a part of a couple of places where it's been interesting in that, um, you know, one company I specifically worked at, we were looking at making a very large software purchase. And the software purchase was going to be for a spec system where a supplier could go and actually have some interaction along, like, was the spec correct or was it not before it gets locked down and then flows into your ERP system. It was going to be like a million plus dollars. And right. So you ended up having like a champion who could make that level of decision, who had that uh, authority at that level. But you also had groups of the working groups who could give feedback along the way. And then each group was represented by, you know, a person who would ultimately be that subject matter expert. And then along the way, they could give feedback on how something worked um, relative to that group. And the reason why I like that is because, one, you, you don't have too many cooks in the kitchen where you're, like, pulling entire groups of people and you're getting, like, 10 to 20 groups, uh, you know, and you're having weigh-in, but it's not 10 to 20 times 10. You know, it's not 200 people. It's just 10 to 20. And the other part is, is that you can move forward with that group's decision and as you go on you can then let people know where you are in the status and rely on those people to go back similar to how we have our house of representatives they represent a group of people 
they make decisions and then they come back and they get feedback from their constituents about how things are going, what they should be doing, and what do you see more of? Yeah, I mean, there's different types of like decision making, and I've seen a few of them. Like one of them, I think this is a McKinsey one, uh, goes by like the acronym of DARE, where D is who is the decision maker, so they're staying up top. Then you have A for advisors, whose inputs you obviously want to help shape the decision and give context and understand like what's, I don't know, the PNL impact from this. Um, then you have people who recommenders who do the analysis and then explore like the pros and cons. And then E just the execution partners who don't give the input, but they're deeply involved in implementing the decision. And um, that's one process I've been part of in an org, just clearly just outlining who does what, um, also, I've seen other ones with like advisors, participants, and then I forget, there's another acronym out there that I'm just going blank on right now. But if you just clearly outline that work and that collaboration style, like it's an effective way of just staying aligned on what your end goal is. And that's no different than if it's a software buy or if it's a supply chain decision, if you need to go invest in PPE, which is something that I've been a part of as well, you just outline those criterias and then it doesn't make sense for the business to go ahead and you know spend that cap x um, for the growth of the company there's also a time where shit goes wrong and i think those are the fun time that that's the type of stuff that's fun to see i think one is we all know who that autocratic uh bosses or the person who thinks that they know and they have the pulse of the group and they may or may not get consulted about what's going on but they go ahead and they just bull their way through they make a decision and then groups of people are left to live with that consequence of that decision and i i think back to one company dan where you know you you had all these groups of people that ultimately, like in your packaging group, you know, you were reporting to different groups and different people, but there ultimately was this one boss and this boss was French and he was out of touch with like the rest of the group. And all of a sudden you come in with this different software system that makes no sense with a different procedure that makes no sense. And you now are spending, you know, an extra four hours a week doing paperwork when Instead, you're meant to be developing product. And you can take that. Yeah. And you can go and you can take that story and you could probably apply it to anybody. But what's the common denominators? You have people whose bosses are afraid to actually stand up to one person. And so they typically let processes go where they shouldn't. And then from there, you then get squeezed by the people who are actually doing the work and that middle management social ultimately ends up being the people that suffer. Yeah. So are you uh, casting your ballot today, advocating for the person who's going to stand up there and be firm in their decision-making and not just do a surprise tactic? Yeah. I Well, I think, number one, I'm going to cast my ballot for someone who at least has some of those principles to them. I understand, you know, sometimes you, you can't have too many people making certain decisions. You know, we see the opposite is true where you have a survey, you consult 
50 to 100 people about where you need to go or what the place needs to be. And I mean, office work is politics. You're jockeying for your voice to be heard, which is a part of the collaboration, which could be a pro or could be a con as well because you're jockeying for position because you want to be, depending on the size of the company, you want to be recognized and known for what you've done. So you can parlay that to more success and hopefully a promotion or pay raise at year's end. Then just keep climbing the ladder pole and then if something happens, you can just slide in and take over that position. I mean, we're culture but you is can't, very political. But you can't please everybody. You can't. But you can't please everybody. Has there and, ever been somebody who's at a hundred percent approval rating? Mm, I'm, I'm giving that some thought. I can't think of that. Um, the short answer is probably no. But I think the other thing is too, Dan, is like to your point, when you have ten entry level people, and then you need a manager. At most, there's going to be two managers. The people, the companies that have three managers are, you know. Maybe, you know, I don't know what they're doing, but really like five to one ratio is like pretty good, you know, from a standard operating side of things, but you're eight people are going to be unhappy. And then those two are going to vibe for one director spot. So another person is going to be unhappy. It just is what it is. So if you include all those 10 people in trying to make those decisions, all you're doing at that point is speeding up people being unhappy. Yeah, there is definitely a fine line of who needs to be in the know and who doesn't need to be in the know. And that all comes with company size, culture, what the decision needs to be. And then, but it all goes out to just as long as you just have that framework and you know what, I guess, the objective, the goals are, um, then you're fine. But just like any, you know, politics, they, campaign on certain things and then when they get to office we'll see if they deliver on what they've campaigned for we've seen it time and time again that some don't and then some get voted out in two years some are four some are six really odd how everything is so different terms but at work doesn't work out most of the time you're at will that's right and dan you know one thing i will give credit for is that you know, if somebody is looking to purchase software, you know, the nice thing about what Anvil does is that they show the demo not only to the people who are interested in buying it, but they also show it to the working team. And so when you have those levels of decision making and it isn't that expensive, then it feels like it's an easy decision when you get a lot of buy in. And then really it's about delivering results, which, you know, from our growing customer account, you can see people um, feeling that way. So. If you're at any point in time you're looking to purchase software to help you manage your purchase orders and give you better visibility within your production, contact us. You can reach out to us at hello at anvil.com. That is A-M-B-Y-L.com. We appreciate you listening and hope you get out there and vote. And we will talk to you soon.